Hey there, Miranda Wilson here to introduce Lesson Ideas, the Science Journal for Kids podcast. Here we talk about scientific articles that have been adapted for use in the classroom. We know how hard it is to incorporate new resources into your lesson plans. So we discuss activities you can do with your students and tips to make learning easier. Sometimes we have a quick chat with the original researcher and we talk about fun facts you can use to pique the interest of your students. Here at Science Journal for Kids, we believe that every student deserves to know how science works in the real world. We're here to help support your efforts in that endeavor. So join us to learn more. Welcome to the third episode of Lesson Ideas. Have you ever wondered how smart animals actually are? Today, we are discussing an article about ravens and how intelligent they are. The article, How Do Ravens' Thinking Skills Compare with Apes? by Simone Pica, Miriam Sima, and their colleagues would be a great and fun addition to any classroom lesson. First, a quick summary. Ravens behave in ways that suggest they are really smart. Most scientists studying animal intelligence focus on monkeys and apes, like macaques and chimpanzees. Some time ago, a group of scientists made a set of puzzles that tested primates' physical and social thinking skills. Simone and Miriam and their colleagues wanted to know more about ravens' intelligence, and they wanted to be able to compare ravens and great apes. So, they changed the set of puzzles to make sure they could be solved by a bird using a beak instead of fingers. Turns out, ravens did just as well as the apes on almost all of the puzzles. Let's hear from Miriam about some of the difficulties in working with animals that are so smart. As a human researchers, you always think as a human, and also when you try to design experiments on the basis of the animals and their skills makes it difficult to really grasp their knowledge. For example, when I conducted the experiments for my PhD thesis, my study species, the ravens, outsmarted me in different experiments where I wanted to find a specific behavior, but they found a different solution for the experiments and for the test design. So therefore, they failed the actual tries, but outsmarted my experiment. You can hear more about Miriam's research and her background in our Ask a Scientist segment. In case you haven't heard about our Ask a Scientist segment, these are video interviews with researchers answering questions that students have asked about their research. These are great additional resources to share with your students after reading our articles. They usually provide extra information about the article and include behind-the-scenes images and video of the research being done. In fact, our interview with Miriam has some great footage of the experiments she and her colleagues did with the ravens. The great thing is that our Ask a Scientist videos are only about three minutes long. They're long enough to pique the interest of your students, but they won't take up too much of your class time. 
Back to our article about ravens. One question that almost everyone has, and might be one of the first questions your students ask, is how to tell the difference between a raven and a crow. Ravens are generally larger than crows and travel in pairs. Another difference is the tail feathers. A raven's tail feathers are longer in the middle, so when they spread out, they look like a wedge. Check out a link in the show notes to an article from the Audubon Society that includes comparison photos, audio calls, and maps of their ranges. Ravens are common birds and can be found in most countries in the Northern Hemisphere. They are powerful symbols in the lore of many cultures, often symbolizing death and bad omens. And, fun fact, a group of them is called an unkindness or a conspiracy. Ugh, I guess that's better than a murder of crows, right? For more interesting facts about ravens, check out our links in the show notes. Your students probably have some idea that ravens are pretty smart and that they're known to use tools. They probably don't know that ravens can recognize individual humans. They can even mimic human voices, but they also mimic lots of other noises like car engines and toilets flushing. In Yellowstone National Park, ravens have been seen interacting with wolves. Ravens usually consume the carrion that wolves kill but the ravens aren't just following wolves around, waiting for a meal. Ravens have been spotted playing tug-of-war and pulling the tails of wolf pups. If you want to read more about this interesting relationship in an article from Yellowstone Quarterly, you can find the link in our show notes. For those of you wanting to teach your students about animal intelligence, birds, or how research is done with animals, this would be a great article to include in your lesson plans. There's an in-depth activity on animal cognition that's been developed by educators here at Science Journal for Kids that I want to highlight today. You can find it online on the article page just like all of our other additional resources and we'll also put a link to it in the show notes. The activity has five parts and is designed for middle school classrooms, but it can also be adapted up or down depending on your needs. The first part has an introductory video for students to watch and has suggestions on key points to discuss with your students. The second part has students read the article and answer the assessment questions at the end. The third part is a role-playing activity where pairs of students act as either a scientist or a bird. They could even be other animals if they wanted. There are eight different experiments that student pairs can role-play. When you set this up, divide your class into two groups, the scientists and the birds. If you have the space, make sure to separate the scientists while you explain to them the different experiments. That way, the birds won't know what's going on. Also, you'll only want to explain four of the experiments for the first iteration. That way, when the scientists and the birds switch roles, you'll have four new experiments for the students to role play in the second iteration. 
The fourth part of this activity is a discussion and includes suggestions for things to talk about and questions to ask your students. The fifth and final part of the activity is an extension writing assignment where students pick an animal to research and investigate their cognitive skills. Remember, you can mix and match the different parts of this activity based on the amount of time you have in your schedule. That brings us to our teaching tip for this week. There is a teacher's key available for every article that Science Journal for Kids publishes. It has answers to any questions related to the figures and detailed answers to the assessment questions at the end of each article. You can find the teacher's keys on our website under the link to the PDF for each article. Clicking on the link will take you to a page asking for your email information so we can send you the teacher's key. We do this to prevent students from accessing the keys and to provide greater security in case you want to use the questions for a summative assessment. We won't use your information for anything other than sending you the answers you need. That's all for today. If you liked what you heard, thought it was helpful, and learned some cool stuff, please share with your friends and colleagues. If you have questions or comments, please share them in the feedback form on our website. You can also sign up for our free monthly newsletter to learn about our latest content. And as always, please visit our website, sciencejournalforkids.org, for more free science teaching resources.